0: Choose you this day whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But that's for me me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We are continuing with our series, Return to Me and I'll Return to You, says the Lord of Hosts. That's right out of Malachi chapter 3, verse 7. It says, Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of Hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? And as we've been discussing, the Lord wants us to return with our tithes and our offerings, in honor and reverence to him, not through the law, but by faith through grace. And we've been discussing Melchizedek and the advanced teaching that his name brings forth to us. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 3 in the Amplified says, if indeed God permits, we will now proceed to advanced teaching. After a few verses, speaking about the peril of not progressing and some falling away from the faith, the writer of Hebrews tells us of two unchangeable things in which we can trust. One, it is impossible for God to lie, that's chapter 6, verse 18, and two, our hope is a sure and steadfast anchor for our soul in Christ. The high priest forever, after the order or the legality, the rank, and the authority, Of Melchizedek. That's in chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Then, in chapter 7, Hebrews tells us the details within the exchange, or this advanced truth, between Abram and Melchizedek, and its significance concerning our high priest today, Christ, the Messiah. Chapter 7, verse 1 For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And indeed, those who are the sons of Levi, who receive the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, that is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here, mortal men receive tithes. But there he receives them, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Wow, there are so many nuggets in this passage. (laughs) I'm not sure where to start, but I guess we'll just start with verse 1. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him. Now, skipping to verse 7, we see a comment that tells us something important. It says, now beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. The lesser is blessed by the better? Why is this stated? Well, the Living Bible says it well in Hebrews 7, 7. And as everyone knows, a person who has the power to bless is always greater than the person he blesses. So we find something about Melchizedek. He's greater than Abram. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Abram, or Abraham, as stated here, gave a tenth. In Genesis fourteen twenty, it's translated as a tithe of all. Here it is translated a tenth part. Well, this tells us that a tithe is a tenth. Melchizedek is translated king of righteousness, and king of Salem is translated king of peace. This is very significant. Righteousness and peace are not geographical areas of land. They're not cities or countries. They are states of being. The King James Version Bible Commentary says, The writer of Hebrews sees in Melchizedek a type or figure of Christ and begins to express the parallels which he sees between the two. The word interpretation might be better rendered by the translation of his name. His name means king of righteousness. His position as king of the ancient city-state of Salem, made him also king of peace, since Salem means peace. Thus, by name and location, he's the king of both righteousness and peace, two attributes that link him in type to Christ. Hmm, rather than Christ being in the likeness or type of Melchizedek, it seems in Hebrews we are reading Melchizedek is in the likeness or type of Christ. Now pay careful attention here. Hebrews chapter seven, verse three without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. The King James Version Bible commentary says, by emphasizing the silence of the passage, the author is able to establish many parallels within the typology, without father, without mother. What is true of Melchizedek the type only because of silence is intrinsically true of Christ, the reality. Melchizedek is without parents, only in that they are unknown. He's without descent in that his genealogy has not been preserved, as verse 6 implicitly states. Let's skip to verse 6. Hebrews 7, 6 says, But he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. And the King James Version Bible Commentary continues. Genealogy was essential to a priest, for under the Levitical system, one could not serve if he could not prove his pedigree. Melchizedek had no papers. Similarly, in his divine person, Christ was indeed without father or mother, without genealogy. Melchizedek is without beginning and ending due to silence. So is Christ due to his eternal nature. The author explicitly states this point when he declares that Melchizedek is made like or resembles the Son of God. Has the author taken too great a liberty with this typology? No, for it is God himself who first made the similar connection in Psalm 110 verse 4, which says, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. It is God who decrees that Melchizedek's priesthood is everlasting. Our author concludes exactly that which God had proclaimed earlier. Melchizedek's priesthood continues. The present tense indicates that Melchizedek is a priest, not that he was a priest. And then back to Hebrews chapter 7 verse 4. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And indeed those who are of the sons of Levi, who received the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, that is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. And the King James Version Bible Commentary says this, The point being made now is quite obvious. Even Abraham, the patriarch or father of the Jewish people, Considered Melchizedek superior enough to tithe willingly and humbly of his spoils. And spoils means literally the top of the heap or the best of the spoils which were usually reserved for deity. The point of verse 5 is not as clear, but it seems to focus around two factors that distinguish Melchizedek from the Levitical priests. First, the Levitical system was according to the law, so that tithing to them was the result of mere legal consignment second they received the tithes from those who were brethren therefore paying tithes is in their case no acknowledgement of personal inferiority but mere compliance with law but abraham was under no such law to melchizedek and the payment of tithes to him was a tribute to his personal greatness verses six and seven add the further point that melchizedek blessed him that had the promises Even though the great Abraham was the recipient of the covenant, he is the receiver rather than the bestower of the blessing. Thus, Melchizedek is his better and is certainly superior to Abraham's offspring. Interesting notes. Well, 400 years after Abraham, the Mosaic law states that all priests will be from the tribe of Levi, called the Levitical priesthood. No one could be a priest if they could not prove they were from the tribe of Levi, But the high priest Melchizedek was not of the tribe of Levi. It did not exist at the time. This is very important because Jesus was not of the tribe of Levi either. He was of the tribe of Judah. According to Mosaic law, Jesus could not be the high priest. So how could Christ legally, according to the word of God, be the high priest? Well, simple. He's the high priest legally by a higher truth in the word of God. He was made the high priest by an oath from God according to the order, which is the legality, rank, authority, and eternity of Melchizedek, which we saw in Psalm 110, verse 4. Not the law according to Levi, but before the Mosaic law ever existed. Let me read you Psalm 110, verse 4 again. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Yes, this is truly advanced truth. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 7 verse 8. Here mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Two very important words in this verse here and there. Here is an important word because the book of Hebrews was written around 65 AD or 30 to 40 years after the birth of the church. Here is a word for now at the time of this writing, between 60 and 70 A.D. Why is this significant? Because here, around 65 A.D., men, or those who die, receive tithes, meaning the people were tithing. There is also an important word because it refers to Melchizedek, who was the high priest forever, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Now, don't get confused here. Jesus is the real. Melchizedek is the type. Jesus has been the high priest forever, and with Melchizedek there is no known record of his birth or death. Melchizedek is in the likeness of Christ, a high priest, forever. But who is Melchizedek? How did he become the high priest? How did Abraham know who he was? Think of it, even the king of Sodom must have known who Melchizedek was. Abraham said he would not take what was the king of Sodom's, but gave 10% of it to Melchizedek and returned the remaining 90% to the king of Sodom. I hate to do it, but we'll have to answer that question tomorrow. Our time is up. Same place, same time. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site.